The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, Legit Batters, we don't really do ads, but if you feel the need to support our dumb show, you can subscribe on Rockfin for all of our shows, plus bonus member shows, or on Patreon for audio versions. Oh my god, this sounds so scripted, it's terrible. No, read it like that the whole time. No, I can't. Yes, do it. Okay, or click on the affiliate link in the notes to support <laughs> awesome companies. I don't know who wrote these notes. Oh, yeah, it's me. If you don't feel like s- sending bullshit fiat currency to us, just share the show with a friend. Or give us a rating or review. You know, standard podcast shit. Actually, that could be said without the radio voice. Oh. Well, maybe I'll put in a fart noise. (laughs) But we also accept sweet nothings in the form of DMs or emails. Seriously. That's actually more appreciated. We don't need your money. We just want loves. We don't need your money. It'd be cool. But, I mean, if you don't want to buy us a beer, that's fine. You can just uh, say, hey, you guys are awesome. Or say, you guys suck. Those are funny, too. No, it's like hanging out. When you go out and hang out with your friends at a show, just say you're at a concert, would you be more excited that they were there and that you got to spend time with them or if they bought you a beer? I guess it would depend on your alcohol dependency levels, but yeah, we don't have that. We are just no. excited to be hanging out with you guys. That's it. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show and uh, support however you fucking want. Thank you. I like sucking. Legit bad podcast. Welcome to Costco. I love you. Not so funny now, is it? Welcome to Legit Bat. Hello, people. Uh, thank you for joining us. I got, I'm got. i Joe. Jen's with me. Hey. Oh, bring Ben in. Hi, Ben. How's your lag? Hi. Hi. Same as always. At least a couple seconds. Yes. Fair enough. Yep. Yep. Cool. Uh, we got Ghost from My Third Eye podcast tonight, and I love this guy. We've Ever since he invited us to a show he does on Fridays called Talk at the Tavern, uh, definitely go check that out. It's not live or anything. He puts it out a week or two after every time we do it but this dude goes for like five hours i think the the longest one is about six hours and it's just a it's kind of what we do only an extended thing i can't get drunk for six hours straight like he does and maintain so he's hosting a virtual tavern though he's like the bartender that takes a couple shots here and there but is hosting this 
virtual tavern for people to pop in and out of. So our Friday nights are spent that way. So instead of going somewhere and driving drunk or having to take an Uber, uh, we just hang out there and it's really fun. You still get to talk with people. It's you can just, pop in and out, yeah, smoke awesome. cigarettes, smoke weed, do whatever you want. And you can change what bar you're in. If you have a green screen, just, you know, that's what we do. And it, it feels like you're at a bar. It's really cool. Yeah. Except it's way, um, it's way less loud. It's much quieter. Most of the time. Bar. Well, sometimes people are talking, but it's not like, Bleh! you don't have that white noise all around. <laughs> a, a lot less, uh, <laughs> alpha males walking around trying to punch you because it's your screen <laughs> no yeah yeah that was that that was good jen that, that, that described it perfectly <laughs> thanks anyway oh we'll bring ghost in i didn't even click the button what's up buddy how's it going what's going on thank you for the uh, that that kind intro uh apparently i created a monster with the tavern so it's it's a fun time it's growing into a monster, monster. I really like your monster. Oh, that timing of that ding was just great. Thank you for liking oh, I... my monster. Most people don't. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm a weirdo, so don't take a person. That's fine. But Ghost has joined the Fart family, and actually, on my soundboard, it's named Ghost Fart. Um, because he <laughs> included himself. And I have to play it right off the top here for all the audio listeners, because Jesus fucking it's Christ. a... He sent it to me during a show, and I had to immediately download it and put it into my soundboard. So here you go. It's pretty amazing. Awesome. It's, it's thick. It's a. Yeah. I, I can hear your butt cheeks in there. <laughs> yeah. That was a clapper. <laughs> oh my fucking god. <laughs> we'll stop with that. We can stop with that. But uh, well, uh, like we do every time, Ghost, tell us about your show, about you, about your magnificent beard, whatever you want to talk about, and then we'll we'll get into this shit show. Well, the beard's going to be going away here very shortly. Uh, I usually shave on my birthday, but I, I get burned in April with this Pennsylvania weather, and I, I can't take that cold on my face. So pisses the wife off, but she'll get over it, and then I shave, but. My podcast is My Third Eye Podcast, and I, I talk about just about anything. You know, I, I don't care what topic you want to bring up. Let's chop it up. You know what I mean? Uh, I've done natural healing. I've done Bigfoot. I've done, uh, fuck, you name it. You know what I mean? We'll go there. Uh, I, I do have a, uh, I'll, I'll tease it a little bit for your audience. Um, it won't be out for a while, but I do have a guest coming on. He's an ex-satanic uh, high priest, and I'm kind of a little Ooh. nervous about that just because I've had attachments in the past, so I just hope no uh, nothing gets conjured up. But uh, he, he has turned his life over to Catholicism. I kind of think that's a, a little odd. I don't mean to offend anybody you know, out there that does believe in you know catholicism but that's just a, a weird one to jump from satanist to catholicism but, isn't that uh, kind of like potato potato yeah yeah, it's yeah. The same thing if you're gonna jump from say satanism or or catholicism just jump into some sort of spiritual practice but that doesn't sound like a at least go from satanism like a, like to a lateral move buddhism you know? or something like yeah Catholic right. something i don't even and again, like you said, no offense to anybody who's a Catholic, but that shit's weird. Okay. Have you ever seen yeah. the, uh, the Vatican? It's weird. Have you seen the weird mm -hmm. fucking hat the Pope wears? None of that's normal. And then they do the no. incense thing. And like, if you're into witchcraft, sure. That's, I get that. But th this is supposed to be Jesus people. And they're walking around like fucking Satanists. 
doing all this weird stuff. So I get it. I would be scared too. Yeah. I don't want to have that guy on. Leave it to the goddamn Christians. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I used to actually be a decently devout Christian. I was baptized in the Susquehanna River um, in the middle of January, ice cold. Um, something did happen that day. Uh, I don't think it was what I was expecting of, you know, the Holy Spirit taking over, but um, hindsight's twenty twenty, and I think it led me to a place in my life that I started questioning religion and Christianity to, to begin with, because if you, if you start looking at it, um, it's all man-made and they all mm -hmm. take a lot of it from, um, paganism. And, um, at the end of the day that they, I guess you could call them earth worshipers or whatever, but I think they had, they were onto a little bit more than, than just that. In my opinion, you know what I mean? I, you could get into polytheistic gods or monotheistic gods, but, you know, you talk to someone like Gary Wayne, who who does the Genesis 6, you know, conspiracy with the Nephilim of the Bible. You know, he even, you know, he, he's a Christian, but he even kind of breaks into some polytheism. So I don't know. It, it, it It's strange, but, you know, you can I, find I my podcast anywhere. So, yeah. No, we'll put all your links and stuff. You got to send them to me, but we will put all your yeah, links in uh, the show notes. But I always thought it was funny, too, that uh, somebody brought it up. I don't remember who it was, but somebody said God in the Bible never said that there were no other gods. All he said was you shouldn't have any other gods before me. He never said, no, all those other motherfuckers are fake. He was just like, no, I'm the I'm the real one. You have to choose me. So the graven image, the whole Ten, Ten Commandments thing. I, I never thought about it like that before, but God never denied the existence of other gods. Just said no to all of them. So the, right. even the Bible is kind of polytheistic if you look at it that way. Oh, absolutely. And, well, oh, go ahead, Ben. Oh, go I was going to say, and then there's that entire meme that of a Twitter feed where uh, <clears throat> somebody called out the Church of Satan and the Church of Satan's page blue check mark <laughs> fucking responded with uh satanists don't believe in a literal satan <clears throat> and the response from the original poster was well who does believe in a in in a uh, literal satan then and the church of satan responded christians <laughs> <laughs> makes sense i mean what is it in isaiah is the about the only time lucifer or satan is mentioned in the bible um i had esoteric eddie on and he, he broke down some some really cool shit. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I did. I'm going to I'm going to plug my YouTube a little bit for this one. Uh, my third eye podcast on YouTube. But go check out Lines of Destiny. Uh, my good friend, Alan, he, he lives over in England. He's originally an Irishman, but uh, super smart guy. And he started looking oh, into I... the lines coming out of Newgrange, which predates um, Stonehenge. And it took him all the way through Egypt hmm. and everywhere else. It, it turned out to be just about a four-hour episode. I haven't released the audio. I've, I've only released the video. And it will change everything you think um, you were told on history and religion to your core. And, I mean, it's it's got over, I don't know, 6,000-plus views so far. Yeah. And I, I can't thank my my audience enough for for you know taking the time to to watch it but it is good and i don't know i i don't know what to think 
to be honest with you on religion in a whole, but I know there's a creator. I just don't, I don't know if I buy the Jesus story. You know, you, you got some people out you, there that. How, how did you go from uh pretty much devout Christian to a show called my third eye? Cause that's, that's not just a, a newbie thing. I, mean, I guess nowadays it's kind of a newbie thing, but how did yeah, you now go? Apparently it's a trend. Um, yeah. To be honest with you, I've always been a huge tool fan and tool since I was in high school got me through some of the roughest times and some of the best times in my life. And they redid um, my third eye on a live album called Salival. And you can listen to that in a very positive light and maybe depending on where you're at, even in negative light. But when they redid it on that album, it was done in a more positive light. And it, it, it made me challenge my beliefs and the way I think, because even when I was a little kid, before I was a devout Christian, I always, you know, I, I'm, I'm Scottish, Norse, Czechoslovakian. Um, I am not Native American in any way, but even as a little kid, you know, I identified with the way they believed in their belief system more than I did with any modern religion, you know? Um, so having listened to tool and getting me through rough patches or good patches in, in my life and just it, it, listening to the music for, for itself and letting it take you on whatever journey you want, you know, I realized it's opening my third eye and you come across for myself, you know, oh shit, we have a pineal gland. And when that opens up, you know, you're supposed to be able to get, you know, the truth that, that you're seeking, you know what I mean? It, and it's different for everybody. And, you know, you can do ayahuasca, you can do mushrooms. I don't necessarily lean on the side of LSD. Uh, some people do. You can do DMT and, you know, open that third eye and get an experience. And when I went... I bring up DMT just for a simple reason. When you look at the Bible, um, and I'm not a Bible scholar. I have read it years ago when my daughter was like two. She's now 18. Um, I read it cover to cover. And Moses goes up, talks to a burning bush. Come to find out, that burning bush was an acacia bush. When you burn acacia and the oils of acacia, you're, you're inhaling DMT. So basically, they're saying he had a DMT trip. And these spiritual beings, and he said God, gave him these Ten Commandments. Now, we all know it's been translated 300 million different ways. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but so we don't know the original translation from, you know, Adam and Eve to, you know, anything. Because it went from Greek to Latin to just, this. Now, the translation it, of God is pretty fucking loose when you, if you're right. going to go especially the hebrew with Elohim and it's the shining ones and it's plural and you can get in the weeds with all that shit well, but i will just cover god as god through the whole thing sorry ben go ahead no you're fine uh it it, it was even before that the textus receptus wasn't even in greek and hebrew it was in old aramaic and then it got translated from that into greek and hebrew and then from there it went into uh i think they ripped the old english version off of an old German, because you're also talking about old languages of uh, historically concrete languages, whether it be old Russian, old German, old English. And when they originally redid and 
or when they originally did the uh, <clears throat> English, it was in Old English. You wouldn't even be able to read it today. The the mecca of Bibles for hardcore Baptists is the King James Version original 1611. Um, and that was the seventh translation into English from previous English translation. Yeah, and he, he wasn't um, even a good guy. <laughs> no, and he wasn't even a good he, guy. But then again, you no, look at history shady. and most of the things done in the name of Christianity weren't. You look at the Crusades, you look at uh, mm -hmm. the Salem witch trials. All of these things were done in the name of God, but it was also mixed with this kind of pagan superstition. And it's like, well, if you're like today, most Christians don't believe in witches. If they do, they believe it's demonic. But if it's demonic, right. they also believe that they have power over the principalities of the air, otherwise known as demonic spirits. So it's like the whole thing is so convoluted. And I love how the circular thinking is, well, we know it's God's word because he says it's so. Well, where does he say it? In the Bible. But wasn't the Bible written by men? Yeah, but inspired of God. Okay, so it's still fallible. It's just inspiration. And you're saying that you know the word of God is true by the very book that you're also claiming is true because it says it's true. That isn't, I, I, I yeah, that sounds like, like Fauciism. It's like Stephen King writing a book that's like, Yes, I wrote this, but I was inspired by God, and the book that I wrote actually says this is true and inspired by God, so believe it. And somebody 2,000 years later finding a Stephen King book and being like, holy shit, this is the word of God. It says it is. It can't be lying. It says it's the fucking word of God. It feels like it's mm -hmm. opinion inspired by their own revelation. Yeah, subjective. So it, 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 it is. So when you when you have this moment where you feel that God's real, which I did very recently in January, I was doing a meditation didn't not even, the christian bible not, no god, it's not though. the bible god it's very it's something very different it's the creator there's something there's something there there's something to that but if i was a misguided soul from back in the day and had this experience and didn't say hey this isn't the end of it maybe we should go forth further and like delve into this a little bit more before i decide what this is if people have this one experience and then say Nope, this is it. And this is my interpretation of what I felt. And therefore, I need to spew it out to everyone else. And everyone needs to go by this. This is the law now. That's what it feels like happened. Well, that's absolutely what's going on. I mean, you talk to any modern day Christian, um, you know, I, I run into them frequently. And it's like, no, because it's said this way in the Bible. And, and because it's this, and this is how I interpret it. This is how it must be. And it's like, Dude, I can blow your whole fucking narrative out of the water why you believe in Christmas and why you believe in Easter. I mean, Easter, um, they all hung around to have a fucking orgy in order to get all these babies to be born right around Christmas so they can sacrifice them to fucking Kronos. And there you get Santa Claus. That's why his belly's fucking fat. And they don't want to hear this shit, you know? And then... They'll sing Christmas songs with, you know, Yuletide carols and da da da. Like, do you know where the Yuletide comes from? Like, you're ripping all this shit off from Norse pagan belief. And there's no pine trees in fucking Israel. You know, <laughs> like, get. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to make this a big religious, you know, what have you. But going back to, to why, you know, I decided to open my third eye and, and, and get into this was, you know, listening to podcasts like your like your guys's you know I, I really enjoyed it this is in dangerous world and a couple others 
And one day I was sitting there and <laughs> having a beer and I pulled the trigger and I just sent Ryan Dean a Instagram message and I said, Hey, can you help me start a podcast? Absolutely. And he, he sat there and, and guided me through some of my, you know, questions that I had when I was, you know, doubting myself basically. And, you know, got me going and here, here I am, you know, I, I'm fairly new, but I, I think I've made tons of fucking relationships that I, I'll never make again. You know what I mean? Like I, I, we've become friends, you know, you got, like you said, you guys come on talk at the tavern. It, 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 it's a fun time. You know, I don't always talk, you know, it, it's fun to sit there and listen to all these theories being thrown around and, and different emotional, you know, uh, talks without beating someone's chest and being like i'm gonna beat your ass because you looked at my girl or i'm gonna beat your ass because i disagree <laughs> with you and it's like you know everybody has a good time you know sometimes we go almost six hours sometimes we go four sometimes but it you know it's fun i will say the very first talk at the tavern i did not expect it to go as long as it did and uh i was shit-faced by the end of it real fucking quick <laughs> Fair enough. We're That's usually shit faced by the end of every show and we don't even go for six hours. That's what I was <laughs> right. saying. I, I don't know how you can do it for that long. I'd be like falling over into my keyboard by that point. He's facilitating well, though. I'm facilitating, but as as a a prior Air Force um weapons loader, we we were called maintainers. You had the crew chiefs, avionics, and weapons. We maintain the jet. So you learn real quick back in the day to maintain and you know pace yourself not race yourself and yeah. apparently the very first one i raced myself <laughs> well hey it happens to the best of us um i got i've gotten so drunk on shows i've i've kept it ever since that one it was like our third or fourth episode where i got so shit-faced that i said some racist stuff allegedly that i cut out it wasn't even really that racist i was just new and i was like i don't know how people will take this but uh i've gotten shit face since then but normally now i know if i'm getting shit faced i just shut the fuck up i'm like i got so drunk i fell over on your show ghost yeah you did you did and my oh! wife came in this last last episode she goes i was i know you you're are oh, you yeah. the one that fell and I, you're like Literally. yeah i did <laughs> the next day i was like can he please send that to us like i want to edit that and put that on our instagram i was it so needs to be excited. in our intro video yeah i was <laughs> super does. excited for it but it's I sent you the whole partner. entire video clip. So oh yeah, we watched it like fifty times and died laughing every time. The best part is that you can't tell that I'm dying laughing on the floor. It looks no. like I'm dead for real. <laughs> and so Joe just looks at me and I'm like convulsing with laughter. So he knows I'm fine. But he looks back up like big deal. Who cares? And it looks like he's just being a complete <laughs> asshole. It's so funny. Yeah. He just looks down at me and then he's like well, I can see her leg, whatever. And I'm just laughing, but I, the mic is completely blocking my full body. So it looks just like I just fell over and went. Yeah. Your eyes got as big as silver dollars and you just went. Boop. I was like, <laughs> boop. Went, and you said that boop. I grabbed the chair. <laughs> oh, I forgot I like, to bring up too before we get too much further that today is ghost's birthday. Today is my official birthday. I'm nine years old. Oh, I was wow. gonna say eight, no, dude. No fuck eight, you. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm I'm really 45. So if you take five plus four, it's nine. But if you talk to Ryan, I'm 19, and I got this weird disease that makes me look older. So. Oh right. No, I can edit out that number. I'll just put a beep over the the 45. Oh. I oh no, said... you're good. I don't give a fuck. Oh okay. <laughs> Fine. Anyway, so uh, Joe, uh, 
What? Don't act annoyed that I'm jump like I haven't for a minute. Uh, when you were drunk on that episode, you came on the episode drunk. You had been drinking yes. prior to that, and it was the yes. whole you had made show notes. And when yeah. you entered oh, that into one. that thing, you're like, I made show notes. Oh, if I <laughs> here to read them, I was like, oh, yeah, it was, it was, it was funny. Fun episode. Anyway, yeah, I you guys weren't you, you weren't originally gonna come on because you you, you had a you, right. you were jumping on a different podcast, and then all of a sudden you guys showed up, you know, kind of towards the end. I I was I was a little lit because I'm sitting there telling y'all, you know, Davies what from El Salvador or some shit like that or Nicaragua. Yes, I'm like, yes. oh, he's, he's yes. from El Salvador. El Salvador. That's what you said right before I fell. <laughs> I had yeah. said something, and then I was just laughing, and I was like. I was going like this in my chair and I thought I had been doing it on the show prior, right before we hopped on your show. I kept going like this and I was just pushing the limit and I was I was pretty drunk, obviously, too. And then finally, when I realized it was going over, I tried to offset it, grab the chair and I went and then boop, boop, boop. boop. <laughs> it's such a classic video. I need to actually take like edit that out and then put it into our intro video who or that Andy is going to be putting together for us shortly. I and then we'll have an actual thing. You were like, what happens at the tavern stays online forever. Oh, well, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> stays online forever. <laughs> yeah. I called her a bitch right for her tent. <laughs> I had to play well, it once. I, I sent you the, the, the small clip, but I did send you the whole video file of the tavern. So you can take out whatever you yes. want. When, you know, from the to... time you you know, whatever. <laughs> I am on vacation this week, so I'll have time to actually edit some videos. And I, I promised when we reached uh, 100 subscribers on YouTube, I'd put more on YouTube. I just have to go through our catalog and figure out which ones are not going to get us kicked off immediately. That's a hard one. I know. You have to remember back. Did we did we mention this or did we talk about that? You know, um, I, I'm grateful. I, you know, shit. I yeah, it, it's hard for me. It, it, you know i'll sit there and I'll, I'll pull up the video and just kind of fast forward through it and be like oh, okay i remember kind of what we talked about and this and that and i'll throw it up in hopes that it doesn't get flagged and so far so good knock on wood but you know i've grown up to about you know i think 300 maybe a little over 300 subscribers you know i, I want to get it up to a thousand more than us and yeah we don't and shit. i i have the hours to go monetized of of people watching video i just don't have the subs so yeah you know, so hopefully one day about, i want to hear about your spirit attachments you talked about having attachments earlier we can talk mm -hmm. shop about uh podcasts if you guys want to continue doing uh -huh. that but we should talk about some weird shit too so oh yeah talk we about do. weird shit damn it weird shit i took a weird shit one day and almost fell in the toilet not as I weird as me. oh yep i had the audio of that <laughs> I, I didn't have quite ben's experience though oh uh, you know, with the whole tripping shit and Woo! <laughs> uh, he, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, high school, my really good friend at the time, he was my best friend. Uh, we've since grown apart and what have you. He got devout Christian and, you know, went down that whole rabbit hole. Good for him. You know, it makes him happy, but, uh, he, he was doing some dark shit. He came from a very, very good family you know what i mean like just loving didn't you know whatever and one day he tells me he he did this ritual in his bedroom and 
he had like a little coffee can, you know, back when they were still metal or whatever. He said he was throwing some stuff in and saying a spell. I don't even know where he got a spell. We didn't really have the internet back then. And he found himself bowing at the feet of Satan, supposedly. And he gets this attachment. And um, I, I won't say the name of the attachment just because I don't, I don't want to manifest the, any of that anymore. And long story short, his room got real cold. And we used to do, you know, act like we were a radio station. And the one time we were we were holding the the record and play button down halfway, so if you played it back, you sound like chipmunks. And so we were doing that, and we were goofing around, and we played it back normal. And you know, here's our chipmunk voices coming through, and then all of a sudden you hear, "You will die." And we we're like, "What the? Did you hear that?" And he's like, "Yeah, I heard that." So we replayed it again. You know, "You will die." So we got freaked out. We ran out of the room, went down. You know the got our thoughts together and went back up. I said, we got to get rid of this tape. You know, that, that, that's, that's creepy. And I don't know, sometime later I, I called his attachment, you know, basically a pussy, you know, mm -hmm. he's a little bitch and he, his windows had the old rope and pulley system where you'd hold them, you know, pull them up or whatever. And sometimes they'd stay. Sometimes you'd have to prop a stick in it, whatever this one, once you pushed it up, it stuck. I mean, you had, you had to use all your might to get it back down. And I was sitting there and I was looking out the window and I had my hands on the windowsill and I called, called his attachment a pussy. By the time I got the Y out of my mouth, this window came slamming down and I just got my hands out of the way. And I was like, what the fuck? You know? And he's like, dude, I told you don't antagonize this dude. I was like, all right. Well then I played with a Ouija board. I don't even remember with who or, or what. And I got this attachment not the same as his, I got a female attachment and I would just kind of do things to, I don't know, like party tricks. Like we'd be at the skating rink. I'd be like, uh, you know, go make that person fall. And boom. They'd fall or whatever. The biggest thing I used to do with her was I'd be driving and I, the light would turn red and I'd be like, so-and-so go turn the light green. Boom. Light would turn green. I, I'd be good to go. Went off to the military. Didn't have any, experiences for a while come back and i'm telling uh the guy that was training me for my cdl at the time about this attachment and he's like is it with you now i said yeah since i got back you know it it, it seems like it was you know it's back and we were driving we were doing like 55 60 down this road and coming up on a red light and it turns red and i said i said the name you know turn the turn the light green there's a car getting ready to pull out you know because obviously our light turned red his light turned green. His light turned red immediately. Ours turned back green. And he slammed on his brakes and we went flying through. And he just looked at me. He's like, holy fuck. He's like, I thought you were fucking shitting around. And I was like, no, nah, dude. I, you know. Well, then I start seeing this girl. It wasn't nothing serious. We made a homemade Ouija board again and started talking to this entity. Well, she was having some trouble with a ex-baby daddy or whatever. And he had a Rottweiler. Now, this is where I get really pissed. And this is where I found somehow, I forget how I did it, but just got rid of the attachment. And I don't know, I might, I might even, you know, use the Lord's name and, and did, did that whole route. But uh, his Rottweiler, perfectly healthy, ended up dead in the backyard. And we played with the Ouija board. And I said, so-and-so, was that you who did it? And it went, bam, right to yes. You're welcome. 
and it spelled out you're welcome i was just like okay this is fucked up you're not playing with with animals and what have you and i looked at her and i was like we can't do this anymore you know hopefully you know how to close it out I, i think she did and after that i did whatever i did and haven't had um an attachment I will say I'm not a medium by any chance, but I do pick up on if there's an entity or just some some kind of energy off. Long story short, uh, within the last two years, it's been brought to my attention after talking with uh, a lot of people um, that I am an empath and I, I pick up on energy. I if I talk to somebody long enough on a blind phone call or whatever, you know, I can pick up on certain colors that might be around you. And I still, to this day, do not know what the color thing is. And someone's like, oh, you're seeing auras. I'm like, no, I've never seen somebody's auras. I'll just pick up on weird colors that just might be around you. But maybe that's just me and my energy being able to connect with you on a personal level to maybe give you positive energy and take away negative. I have no fucking clue. I mean, I I know I just kind of bounced around real fast there, but. No, because when people talk about the aura thing, it's weird because I don't think it's an actual like the way you'd see it illustrated if you look it up online is like this this field around people that have different colors. I don't think people that can see that actually see that. It's more of like a vibe thing, you know, where you can like you can sense the color maybe, but you're not actually seeing a fucking color around them. I did want to say, though, the weird thing with the that first entity that was like, you will die. I want to know why these fucking entities are always going straight to that. Like, duh course i'm gonna yeah. die well, everybody it's so dies scary because like, it's, it's fear-based they're just trying yeah. to instill fear in that person so saying you will when, die when you're a young like, teenager you're a i mean that's gonna scare yeah. the shit out of you like if some entity came up to me and talked like that and was like Anybody's. you will die i'd be like oh, yeah, yeah i know right now, thank though, you but when you're a kid and you just think yolo like whatever we're gonna live forever you're like wait a minute i'm <laughs> yeah. gonna die. You think that 35 is old you know like when you're at that age when you're a teenager right. you just think you're gonna be 500 you know like those people think they're gonna live to be 500 those yeah those weirdos like, yeah those weirdos i know this one lady on this podcast that thinks that she's gonna live to 500 <laughs> what yeah me too that's crazy yeah anyway. so that's very strange though i uh, that's more uh entity shit than i think we've ever heard from somebody i mean that specifically but yeah it's weird because how did you cut it off though did you just stop talking to it or stop saying its name or did you use jesus at the time i was really heavily into the christian church so more than likely i i did pray and you know give give power to jesus at the time and yeah on the other note i quit using the bitch's name you know what i mean not going to give you any more power and you know eventually it went away so you know, I, I talked to Nico, you know, about some of this stuff and it turned out we, we did like, I don't know, almost a two hour episode on just some of my paranormal experiences. And I never really like I could sit there and tell my wife in like 10, 15 minutes. OK, yeah, I know ghosts and spirits are real. I've had this, this, this and this. But it, it wasn't until I went on a podcast and the questions were you know more deeply asked to where i had to analyze and be like oh yeah well this is kind of what was going through my mind and and happening at the time and it turns out to be a a longer podcast and i'm sitting there thinking well shit why didn't i ever fucking contact tony merkel and go on the fucking confessionals you know what i mean i just never thought i had that 
long of a story. I was like, I'm not going to waste a guy's James. time. Oh God, that's so funny. When we were on Nico's show too, I had the same thing, Ghost. Where yeah, I, asking, I, I listened. I listened to that episode. We did that. So we ended, we were done broadcasting. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, so you guys don't have any stories? And I was like, dude, I just remembered this really crazy story. And it sounded dumb because when I told the story, it was almost like, why the fuck didn't you lead with that? That was like the biggest thing that's ever happened to me. And I forgot about it. And that could, I've thought about calling Tony. We've had Tony on a couple of times and I've never told him that story either. Yeah. And when you were talking about the battery thing, when my yeah. daughter was was young, she had this one, I don't know, it was like a, a, it was a ball that had like different shapes on it that would vibrate and kind of bounce around and, and make different noises. Well, we thought it was dead, didn't, you know, didn't think nothing of it. And we were like, well, we'll just put it out in the garage, you know, we'll, we'll take it to the, you know, take it out with the trash the next time it goes out. And I'd ha happened to been, I don't know, it was like a few days later i had been outside and i hear this thing going off and i'm like what the fuck i open the garage door and here it is you know making these noises and i'm like well the batteries were dead and i thought the same thing as you well, maybe the batteries are malfunctioning and then we just stop and looking back on it now i'm like no something something probably was was fucking with me you know what i mean from maybe my past or you know or whatever and but i mean nothing serious ever came of it but hearing you say that and your mind goes right for well the batteries must be malfunctioning well yeah. batteries don't do but i still freaked out <laughs> science the best part was that when my daughter when i laid her back down to sleep after i took those ghostly batteries out uh she looked right at me and she was two and she said mama there's a ghost right there and she pointed yeah, over cool. my left shoulder and she had no fucking clue. how did she know the word ghost that's what i said i was exactly. like so i sat back down and i thought unless it looked exactly like a cartoon ghost which is the most she could possibly conceive of a ghost at her age unless it was a cartoon flying over my left shoulder she has no concept of that which was nope. even more confusing because she doesn't know she if there was a man or a scary monster, she would say, mom, there's a monster. Mom, there's a man right there. She would have said something else. She wouldn't say ghost. So right. it's just a, super strange to conceive of that afterwards. Yeah. And, what do you going, think of, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, keep going. I was going to say, what do, you, what do you think of egregores? Egregores, because we've uh, talked about that before, but going back to how you said you kind of banished this attachment and possibly using jesus or whatever so what do you think of the egregore idea of this it's like a huge tulpa like a maybe a worldwide tulpa of things that people have put their energy into for so long that it actually becomes a powerful entity and whether or not jesus was a real person or he was the son of god doesn't really matter it's the fact that so many people believe that for so long that it's actually put power into this kind of the same way as your entity attachment like maybe that's not a real thing but you put enough you know energy into it and it summons something but you were also able to get rid of it with a bigger egregore. It's almost like a like, like a chess game, you know. You're like, oh yeah, I got the Jesus King though. I can fuck your pawn. Who knows? What do you think of that? I, I I fully believe in that because you take these elites, they believe in that to a certain extent with their, you know, whether they're practicing witchcraft, astrology in a in, in a negative way or whatever. All these people believe in one thing. So if, and, and we're all energy at the end of the day. And, you know, some, some people out there, you know, okay, yeah, it did come from scientists, but energy is absolute. 
energy can't die. So if, if all these people are pouring energy into some kind of thought, because you can do it in your daily basis or daily life. Um, if you think hard enough about something, whatever it is, will eventually manifest. Now, if you multiply that by millions of people around the world thinking the same thing as in Jesus or Buddha, Shiva, pick your God, pick your religion, you know, it's going to manifest something, you know, it's energy. That's what kind of makes me think the, uh, the show American gods, if you haven't seen that and you're into this weird shit, go check that show out. That is an insane show. So full of symbolism. I mean, there mm. it's right out in the open. Like the, the Easter goddess is Ostara, which is the pagan God for Easter. There, just go watch the show. I'm not going to even reckon for, wreck the it God, for you. The There's... God media is literally on the TV. Media. Uh, what's the world? Technology Mr. World, boy. technology. Yeah. yeah. And they feed off of the energy people give them. So the old gods are dying like Odin and he actually calls himself Wednesday, Odin's day, whatever. But Odin is like waning in power because nobody's worshiping Odin as Odin anymore. They're worshiping media and technology and all this stuff. So the new gods are kind of taking power as egregores but they are powerful but they are the egregores of that idea of media and technology and all that stuff so it's actually pretty pertinent it kind of got weird at the end of that series as i remember but so, the yeah, uh, first so season was great i think it's the third season ends really stupid and then they canceled it <laughs> so so they i think they were on to something though i think that's what happens when a show is on to something they're like oh peace out because yeah. they don't want us to you know mainstream's like i think though with with the egregore thing, I think we all have the power within us to be the most powerful thing that we can be. And I think we can overcome anything. But when a bunch of people get together and create some sort of egregore or religion or some sort of idea, we are also easy as humans in this human form. We're easily convinced. We're easily duped. So oh, absolutely convinced that something's happening because we forget to go inside of ourselves, love ourselves and think about all of the great powers that we have for ourselves. I'm not saying we're like magical and powerful. We could be, I don't know, but we I think can, maybe we can make ourselves the happiest things in the fucking world. And we don't, we choose to look at the misfortunes of others or watch the news and live in fear. I'm not saying we are doing that, but humans do right. that all the time. And that's, it's easy to guide people down that trail. So people go down that path. doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm what Right. I'm 100% convinced that we are way more powerful than we give ourselves credit for, especially so, if you put your energy into a positive, which is so much harder to do than negative. It's easy to get pissed off and and yeah. get your feelings hurt or whatever. You know, some guy cuts you off and you, you immediately want to be like, you know, fuck you. I'll fuck you up da 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 da, da or oh. whatever. And it's like, no, just OK. He cut you off. Whatever. Go go drive apparently you need to be somewhere more important than i do you know, yeah have fun you know I, I hope you don't wreck along the way but if you do well karma's a bitch so be careful trying to describe that exact idea to somebody who grew up like you ghost who is super christian and everything because that translate to utter heresy in satanism mm -hmm. because you're trying to be like the most high you're trying to become god and it's like now no no, no no we're a fractal well, god the, in my if you opinion read the bible God is within us, the temple of, of uh, you know, uh, of yeah. Jesus or yeah, it's within us. You you're powerful, like what Jen was saying, a traditional Christian is going to be like, 
That is heresy. Only God is powerful. You're just but a minion that kisses his sandals. But watch, like, watch the tests that will come to people. When you say yeah. everything's fine, everything's okay, that's when you'll be the most tested. So you have to yep. be really yep. careful of that too. When you, I, I joked around um, maybe a year ago, we did a show with my Maria and someone else and they were talking about louche. And I joked around and said, oh, dude, I'm a loose factory. I just I stub my toe and I'm like, fucking motherfucking Jesus Christ, bitch. What? Like, I just throw it out there. But my life was kind of <laughs> fine. It was OK. Ever since I finally stopped swearing all the time, getting mad about things, getting super upset when I, at the moment that I decided, oh, you know what? Everything's fucking cool. That's when test after test after test, it's right in your face and they're bad. They're not easy. It's not oh, totally. They, they start out easy, but then it gets worse and worse and worse. And it's like, oh, are you up for this challenge? So it's not it's not something for the light of heart, I guess. You have to be all in and just know that it's okay. Because once you start really being convinced that there's something bigger, okay, we're gonna be okay. Everything's great. This is all a facade around us. We can manifest our reality. Then some shit's gonna happen that's going to try to convince you otherwise, and you have to stay strong. I kind of I kind of said that with my wife last night. We were we were coming back from the store and we noticed a a new I guess it's a mom and pop type shop went into this little plaza. And I was like, "Oh, what's that?" And she's like, "Oh, she's explaining. She's like, it's really cool this and that." And she's like, "But whatever goes in there, they're not going to make it." I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. With an attitude like that, they're not." And she goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "You got to think good vibes, you know? Put out put a go, you know, your good vibes. I don't want to sound hippy dippy, but you know, if you manifest like, hey, I hope they succeed. I, I want them to succeed. And they're putting out a good product and they're a mom and pop. You know, it, put that energy out there because that energy will manifest into hopefully something good for them. You know what I mean? Whether they realize it or not, or you realize it, you know, you might never realize it. But you got, you got to put that out there. And it. All this sounds real hippy dippy, woo woo. You know, I carry around a black tourmaline crystal. I, I I really believe in it. You know, I started carrying it around. Man, I have no problem deflecting negative energy. And I got new ones. Nice, nice. And being an empath, holy fuck! I used to go into any store. And I would get sensory overloaded to the point where I would hear all these conversations going on at one time, feeling all this energy to the point where my wife would look at me. And she's like, you look like you're going to fucking massacre everybody in here. And I'm like, no, I'm, I don't, I don't feel that way. I don't want to hurt anybody. And she's like, the look on your face right now. She's I'll tell that to your terrified. face. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, I, I really don't feel that way. And she's, and we get out and, you know, then I calm down and, you know, it, it, it's a learning curve uh you know being an empath isn't all that great you know you, you feel energy in all sorts of ways uh, I, I, th I think everyone that. has that to a, a certain extent though i uh, would agree yes yeah and it, i think it's once you recognize it that you're like oh i think i'm an empath but i think everybody does that they just don't zero in on it really but i, I was telling jen one time about antique stores and i did the same thing in the antique stores where i'd go in and be like i don't know if the, it was the smell or whatever you know how antique stores smell? They smell mm -hmm. like kind of like old people and yep. dust. But it was kind of a cool smell. But you, the way that antique stores are set up sometimes is they have little booths. And you go in there and it's like from a certain period of time. If you walk in there and stand there long enough, you can almost like 
catch things from it where you're like mm-hmm. you see a certain object or a certain smell and you're like i know exactly like this time right here like i can feel it you it's don't just a feeling you can yeah. feel we used to when i was little i used to drive by houses and i could just tell what the ambiance was in the house with the family i could just tell That's what it similar to like, like the aura thing where you're not seeing a color you're just like getting a, a thing it's from all it. feeling it's all feeling and emotion and people think that's uh fake and gay and stupid it's been broadcast out into the world that that's very dumb nobody does that and so people think you have to be tough and you have to pull all your emotions inside and don't talk about your feelings you pussy ass bitch so <laughs> now that people are starting to come out and talk about these things they're trying to i don't know make all the kids super weak now too we were talking about that earlier but oh, yeah think- boys are painting their fingernails <laughs> yeah Hey, do what you want. I did that when I was 17, too. I was very goth and I had, I mean, pseudo goth. I think you can still be tough and also be in touch with your feelings. You don't have to be an asshole. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm completely in touch with my feminine side, you know. I uh, can tell. There, there's, a, <laughs> there's a divine feminine and a divine male in each one of us. Um, it, 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 that's it at the end of the day. You know, you, you, once you realize that and, and can embrace that, it doesn't mean you're because I embrace my divine feminine side means I'm gay and nothing against gay people. Or if I embrace my divine masculine doesn't mean I'm toxic masculinity. You know, <laughs> it's just, I'm a faggot, you know, fuck yeah. off. I'm a fucking fuck. You know, no, so that's, that's weird that you say that too, though, because it's the uh, reconciliation of opposites, which is a very occult thing. If you ask some people in our community, that is a very uh, bad thing. It's the Baphomet. Mm-hmm. It's the reconciliation of opposites. So how do you, what do you think of that coming from a Christian background? And I, I said this on a show a couple of weeks ago where I'm like, I don't see that as a bad, how is that a bad thing? The reconciliation not of a bad things. That's how people um, are made. That's how children are born. That's how we reproduce. That's the very basis of human life. So why is that bad? I'll break it down. Very, very simple in, in ghost terms. Okay. Are you and Jen completely alike in every way? No, no, you're opposite, right? I have a wiener. Right. Well, not even just the physical, but just in <laughs> thoughts and, and habits and what have you. Opposites attract. You have to have a positive and a negative. And in order for a positive and negative to coexist together, it's going to flow energy. That's what creates energy and makes it flow. So you can, simple as taking a maglev, uh, you know, it's going to have a positive, negative, positive, negative, and it's going to roll that, that train forward. It needs that positive. Then it needs the negative. It needs the positive. You know, if, if everybody was a positive, nobody would attract to anybody, you know, and coming, you know, I, I hear this. Yeah, yeah. That's the same thing with the whole duality of nature where the, the dark and light thing, like some people want to like deny the duality, but dark without light isn't a thing because you have to have light to make the dark and dark defines the light. You have to have both of them. So absolutely you know, more more of one isn't good like if it's just all dark you can't see anything if everything's all light without dark you can't see anything either because it's all light this is what scares me though about thinking we're a battery like in rick and morty because if if the positive and negative nodes in your battery just decided hey we're all going to be positive today your car wouldn't fucking run and you'd be very sad so they (laughs) they can't just be in the middle and be like namaste motherfucker we're not going to run today no you have to be polarized please that helps me get to work. So we have to be polarized too, because the energy charge that's created from us being polarized is great for the powers that be or whatever. Whatever's sucking our energy yeah. boners. It's kind oh, of a absolutely. negative. 
things, but I still try to stay in the middle and say, fuck you. I won't throw you And I, I get it in this community. You know, there, there's strong emphasis on the, the Baphomet as above, so below. Well, if you look at depiction, uh, depictions of Jesus, he does the same thing. He, he throws the, the, the peace sign as above and so below. Look at the last, last supper painting. You know, he, he's doing the same thing. You need above and below to create a whole picture, whether it's if you're believing in Jesus, Buddha, you know, uh, you know <sighs> drawing a blank on the Islam faith, Muhammad, uh, Muhammad, yeah, Allah. Muhammad, Allah, you know, take your pick, you know, it, you need, you need, that's what balances us. You, you have to have a positive, you have to have a negative, and it doesn't necessarily mean positive energy, negative energy. It just means, okay, I'm water. I need fire to put out water. I need, if I have fire, I need water to put out, the, you know what I mean? It, it's an opposite thing. You have to have this in nature. You know, mushrooms can't grow purely in sunlight because they, they do need the darkness and the cool time temperatures in order to manifest and have the perfect, you know, growing conditions. And I'm not talking, you know, just magic mushrooms. I'm talking any type of gourmet mushroom that people want to go out and, and harvest for, you know, it, health benefits take take your garden you know your your garden tomatoes need the same thing you know cucumbers need the same thing you know they need sunlight they need moonlight you know it, there's to me i don't know people challenge me on, you, you open your third eye is, is that a good thing i actually think it is a good thing because that's given me the knowledge to look into more and and be a freer person and not held to society's you know global thought you know what i mean i want to be a, a free thinker and you know i'm not going to sit here and say i know everything because i don't you know i run my show a lot like you guys do you know i have a guest on i never go in with pre-planned questions i go wherever the fucking energy needs to go for that conversation and yeah. if it's conversation it's going to be a good conversation you know there's sometimes you know, you get a guest on and you're like, you're struggling just to get an hour episode out. And then there's times you get a guest on where it's like, oh, fuck, it's it's three hours. OK, maybe we should wrap it up there and do a do a maybe a couple part series to this shit. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't know. I And at the end of the day, I could be completely wrong. That's what that's what makes me think what you were talking about, though, about needing the uh, the mushrooms, needing the dark dampness and the sunlight, whatever. It makes me think we're in some kind of purgatory here. Call that a simulation or matrix, whatever. It makes it seem like we're somewhere between worlds. Some people call it, uh, you know, the oh, I think Tripoli says the lowest level of heaven and the highest level of hell. We're at this weird like crossroads of purgatory where we're just on this this cusp of both of them. There's there's so much goodness and so much awesomeness and so much deep fucking darkness all existing in the same place at the same time, as far as we know. <clears throat> Oh, I, I don't know. It runs the world, though. It it's the very definition everything. of purgatory. So when once we achieve that level where we're like, eh, and enough people peace out, that whole world doesn't exist anymore, and we can all maybe elevate somewhere else. I'm not sure how that would work, but what are you doing? My screen's going. You're always crazy with the screen. As soon as I talk or start reading something, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna pull open." No, it has nothing to do with you talking. <laughs> it just it wants to go crazy. <laughs> it's so funny. What's your thoughts, man? 
I've been I've been speaking a lot, and you've been sitting over there patiently quiet. What, what what's your thought? I I don't know. Like I feel like I feel like too much of anything and getting wrapped up in any one particular train of thought is not good. So I think the idea that all of the energy we can um, manifest whatever we want. The idea that we need to self-love. We're more powerful than we even know. I think parts of those are true, but I think that the idea that that is the key is also not true. Um, I I get what you're saying for me. Yeah, I get it. And that's why I said I, I don't claim to be correct. Well, or, or know, know everything. This is just what like, works for me. Uh, uh, the first interaction that I would say that I had with energy was a year ago. First time actually coming up on a year ago. It hasn't even been a year. I, I, I know that, you know, as we said the other night that you, you mentioned my journey on the podcasting and, and the way that my eyes have been open and shit like that. And uh, call it red pilled third eye, whatever you want. I was vehemently against this whole fucking vibe and energy thing. Um, And it wasn't until I had a direct contact thing where my switch got flipped into, okay, it's real, but I don't know. And again, it's, it's like anything else is I'm at a place where I'll entertain it. But the very fact that I'm at a place of entertaining it as a possibility is already huge. And although I believe that it is real, I don't know and I don't I don't necessarily believe that it's as large um, as a lot of people say it is, Um, because I do think that although one of those is a more physical and metaphysical idea, it crosses into the spiritual line Uh, and it's actually those lines are very blurried um, once you really get into it, but spiritual and what I would consider the metaphysical vibes and energies are real. They're tangible. You can feel them. You can actually have a sensory of your five senses when those energies affect you. Whereas spiritualism in a way is something that alters what helps you create those vibes It's a mindset, it's an ideology, it's a belief system, and it's something that you can tap into. And it, like I said, the lines are blurred there because they do intersect. But one is spiritual and one is not. Um, And although they can be combined or they can, you know, you can see them cross, there's a, a big problem that I have is this overly exaggerated idea of I need to love myself. Um, I'm not saying because everybody goes to one extreme, either they're constantly saying I need to love myself more. And my first run in with that was a year and a half ago. It was right in the fucking middle of knowing I was going to get divorced, but I was still living there. I was sleeping on the fucking couch. Um, it was a hellish four months and I'll never forget. I actually reached out to Jen. I was in the middle of uh, vacuuming the house and cleaning the floors. And it's a big house. The house that we had in there is like 2,300 square feet. 
And um, I remember I was just beside myself. I didn't have the kids with me and I was cleaning the house and I was going through this book by Susan Anderson. The uh, I've referenced it before, but it's been a while. The uh, the journey of abandonment. And uh, I, I had known for a very long time that I had dealt with abandonment issues. I didn't know how deep they were, this, that and the other. Right. Um, going through this book, it just so happened that I had picked up this book thinking right before we started our podcast that it was just going to be an entire crock of shit. I didn't get through the prologue before I was bawling because I had never identified with something so close to exactly what I was going through. And I had this massive breakthrough with the self-love idea where I was cleaning the floors and it was talking about not even knowing who you were or liking yourself or loving anything about who you were. And I, I, I stepped back for a minute and I was like, I don't even know if I've ever done that. I don't know if there is anything about me. And I had reached out to Jen and I was like, dude, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything. I don't know if I've ever done that before. I don't even know what the fuck that looks like. I do think that the whole self-care and self-love thing is important. But what I'm starting to see along with this massive social shift of uh, believe what I believe or else or if you don't follow this, it means that you're wrong. I do think that this idea of self-love gets way, way too far into selfishness over loving yourself more than those around you. And it's the idea of holding in that love for yourself rather than giving it out. Um, there's a great book called The Five Love Languages, and it talks about your love bank. The idea that you can only fill yourself up with love so much, but what that fulfillment of love comes from is from other people, whether it be an intimate relationship, your children, so on and so forth. And what you're supposed to do is like energy, you trade that currency to fill up others' love banks and they trade it back with theirs to fill up yours. And when one person in a relationship is dumping that love into somebody else's love tank and they feel loved and they're full, but they're not reciprocating it, the one person is constantly running on empty and the other person is constantly full and it can create this idea that they're aloof because they don't know anything's wrong because one person's sending it and the other person is holding it. Um, mm -hmm. So with all of that said, I don't exactly know where that line is, that discernment of because even the Bible says moderation in all things. And I think that that regardless of spirituality, I think that as more of a proverbial sense, that is a very, very awe-inspiring, deep concept because anything can go too far. You self-love too much and you will be taking away from that very love that you can give other people. And it's not this idea that if you love yourself, you'll naturally give it out. I don't believe that. Just like yeah. I don't believe that love happens on its own. I believe that love is a choice. I do believe that there are elements now, again, as a result of last year, that love is not always a choice. I was, again, I was on the other side of the fence. Love is not something, they called it the falling in love experience, um, when really it's not that you're falling in love because you can't control it. It's that you're not stopping yourself from putting up those barriers before you fall in love. Uh, I think that all of those things are are tied together, but I don't think that one 
or too much of any of those things is healthy. And I do see us all falling into that idea where I need to love myself more. And it's like, okay, but what that's going to, what that will ends up translating to is that as you do that and you feel better and better and better because you're finally giving yourself the attention on whether it be uh, correcting a problem or an issue that you know that you have, whether it be stopping drinking or this, that, or the, it doesn't fucking matter. The idea is, is that that's a high. And I know that it's a high because I went there. And for the first time in my life, I went, holy shit, this is what it's like to appreciate the good things about me instead of going the opposite direction and just relying on somebody else to give me those feelings and give me that love. You do it. It, it all works in tandem. Uh, so when it comes to the things like energies, I think that obviously they're very real. I think that they um, like Joe and I have talked about a lot is this idea that uh, whether it be astrology and talking with Micah Dank or uh, this idea of energies and vibes, it's the things that we would have considered paganism or even straight up, like Joe said, heresy or blasphemy. The idea of combining those worlds when really it's all open and all of that needs to be integrated and nobody's perfect. Every little things like you can't be everywhere at once. So I, I think that it's very important to not fall into that trap because I think that that can quickly go south with what your interaction is with the people that love you the most and you love or say you love the most. Um, I think that it's a, again, it's a currency. I know the Mad Hatters talked about trading those energies as more of a currency rather than the currency that we use today as money. It's uh, tradable goods and, and, and time for service. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of like, I wouldn't say on the fence on my thoughts for it being a reality. I think that the line for me is figuring out where all of those intersect and how much do I need before I can give that to somebody else? Because not only is that in and of itself a self-love and self-fulfillment to give that back, but you will receive it. And people are fucking stingy. Like they always say, you got to give trust yeah. to receive it. Are you going to give it first or are you going to wait for them to give it to you? Well, at some point, you can't hold it all in. If you do, you're not going to be receiving that from other people. And you're not going to be blessing those people with, with the things in your life that you can give them that gives maybe them a breakthrough or maybe gives them this thing that changes their life to also be open to finally giving that to someone else. I, I guess that's that's the best way that I could uh, no, summarize I, that. I agree um, with the self-love, though. I and, and I'll share this with your audience because I, I don't really talk about it on too much on my podcast. Um, I, I came from a really shitty upbringing. OK, uh, abuse in, in many different you know aspects and what have you. And you grow up thinking that you're a piece of shit. And eventually. I don't know where the turning point was. Maybe it was when I got baptized and, and realized, oh, shit, there's, there, there is something else. It's just not what, what I think. I had to learn to be okay with myself and be okay with what I went through and learn to love myself and know that, hey, I'm a good human being because I broke the cycle and I'm not doing that to anybody else. And, you know, mm -hmm. you self-love and, okay, but like you say, you have to only love yourself for those wrongdoings in order to let yourself know, okay, I'm a good person. 
Um, I, I, I don't, I don't need to brag that I'm a good person. You know, other people can, can make that choice for themselves. Um, some people think, uh, I'm an asshole, you know, and for years I, I was a dick. I was an asshole and I, I came to a place in my life and I, and, and it wasn't long after I met my, my wife and, you know, I started changing. And then when I started getting into this podcast, I really took a fucking change for, for the best because I would never, I was such an introvert. I, I couldn't even go to the fucking store by myself. I, I would have to take a kid or my wife or something, you know, and now I can go up to people and just have a fucking conversation. I, I know that where I am mentally and physically, I, I'm in a good place, you know, and I, I want to, I want to give that love out. And I don't necessarily, I don't care if people give it back. You know, there, there's, look, I get angry, you know, I get angry. I'm human. You know, my wife gets angry. You know, we can, we can have an argument and, you know, we don't talk because that that's just the way I go. I shut down. I jam you out. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to feed the negative energy. If you want to choose to do that, great. I'll still continue to be nice to you and do nice things for you until you come around and realize, okay, maybe I took things a little bit out of proportion and he's really not being, you know, xyz and you know it, it, it'll come back eventually you know where where some of these people even in even in this game you know come off that they're these gurus of of high practice of high energy and this and that and you know there's some out there that just don't sit very well with me i i, I i'm not going to name names um i i'm not calling anybody I out I, I just, I, I just get a weird vibe and I, I don't think they're being true to who they claim they're being and people can take, pick me apart. I, I welcome it. You know what I mean? Ask, ask me a question. I'll, I'll, I'll answer it because I'm, I'm not perfect. You know what I mean? I, you know, I, you talk to kids that I went to high school with and my wife even did that. And they're like, you're with him. He's a, he was a fucking asshole. He was a dick. He, he was like almost on the verge of being a bully. Like, I, you know, I had fucking anger issues and now, now, no, let it, let it fucking go. It's not even fucking worth it. You know what I mean? But now you're you have a big teddy bear. Yeah, I am. I am a big teddy bear. You know, it, it does take a lot to get me really pissed off, but then the teddy bear turns into a grizzly bear and I run my mouth and what have you. And I, you know, I, I haven't been in a fight in many, many years and I don't, want to be in a fight i don't like i hate fucking confrontation i fucking hate it you know what i mean I, like i'll avoid it like fuck i was fuck. like 12 and I yeah it, it's been a long 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 fucking time but well i will i will empathize with you on one point that you said at the beginning and it was the idea of being raised in a household and i'm not this isn't com comparing uh, instances or, or trauma or any of that oh no but not it's at this, all it's it's the mindset that it was the exact same thing. As a matter of fact, we were taught that self-love is the direct antichrist of Christianity. It's the idea that if you love yourself, you are making yourself above God. Like they, they, they depict it in movies sometimes. I think um, the Da Vinci Code is one of them. Paul Bettany's character, he plays the uh, assassin, the Catholic assassin. And every time he fails killing tom hanks's character he goes back and he takes the cat of nine tails with rocks and nails and glass and whips himself right right and 
I, I just recently, I would say within the past like two years, I went to a church and they were talking about, we are nothing. And the second that you think that you're something and it's not all by the power of God, you are on the road to falling flat on your face because nothing about you is possible without God. Nothing. You should well, be if we're nothing. Why would possible. the creator create us? Well, exactly. And why would he, why? And if that's true, why would he make us in his image? Why would he give us free right. will? Why would he give us grace? All of the things that they also teach that are contradictory, but that's the exact, that is the exact ideology that Joe and I were raised in was the idea yeah. that you are not allowed to love yourself because that's selfish and selfishness is the opposite of love because love is selfless. And I'm like, if you can't, if you can't love yourself, you're not going to be able to show love to anybody else. You're not you know going to I mean? be good for anything. Nothing. So you, I'm glad nothing you brought at all. Because I just brought this up to Jen last night, and I'm like, the whole idea of live in the moment. And remember talking about that last night. But anyway, Yo, the whole idea of like living in the moment and living for the moment and being present and all that stuff. That's fine, but that's literally how teenagers are they're only in the present they're only living for the moment they're only living for themselves and that's what ben was talking about it it does border on selfishness so there's living in the moment and being attached to the moment but then there's also thinking about other people because if you're only mm -hmm. thinking about yourself and the 10 feet around you that's not a way to live either like yeah, sure. Be in the moment, but also think about other people and may, and it gets complicated because then you're like, how, how do does. I balance thinking about other people? And I don't really care about what they think, but I kind of have to. But then that's I kinda those blurred lines I was talking about. Yeah, it was. I compared it to teaching my teenager how to drive a car. That's when we were talking about living in the moment. I told her you can stare at the road right in front of you and go and be on the road and keep your two hands on the steering wheel and just watch the road in front of you. But you might miss the semi that's, you know, its brakes aren't working yeah. and it's coming from the right and it's going to fucking T-bone you in two seconds. Or you might miss the person who's coming up behind you and swerving and maybe they're going to try to cut you off and you're trying to make a left-hand turn and they're going to hit you. Or maybe if you're still staring at the road, you don't see that there's three pedestrians that are idiots and about to cross the street and you're going to hit them. <laughs> You have to be constantly looking out and don't feel personally offended by those things happening. It doesn't matter. They're fucking happening regardless. And you need to take precautions to avoid those things or just avoid a disaster. I mean, you can do what you want, but I would recommend being aware of your surroundings and pumping the fucking brakes when you need to. That was the analogy that I kind of used when we were talking about living in the moment. This episode might need to be called uh, Pump the Brakes. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, my sound pump. was still loud in your ear, dude. Oh was no, your back ear too. Oh, no, I'm talking about Ben. It's always very oh. loud in his ear. Well, I have to have it up because I want to hear everybody's what everybody's saying. But at the same time, uh, I could have the loudest thing in this ear all day, and I ain't gonna hear jack shit. So I got one good ear left, and for the most part, it's all good and gravy. But because it's not a microphone and it's straight up digital sound in my ear, yeah, it's a little <laughs> loud, but. Well, maybe right. I'll uh, I'll switch my soundboard only to your right channel, and that way you can hear the soundboard <laughs> the way everybody else hears it, and then you can hear our voice. Wait also. a second. If you have that capability, you could just cut out all the soundboard to both of my ears. Uh, Bullshit. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and I do have to say one thing about the self-love thing before we get out of here. So I had with a the feeling you might. Thing, I have 
Well, we've said on a couple of shows that you haven't been on where I, it might've been on this one too, where I was talking about being selfish and loving yourself and not in a selfish way though. Being selfish sounds really bad. And I think that term was maybe coined by people who are of the same mindset as your parents when they raised you guys when you were very little. Selfishness is bad. Being able to love yourself first and then recognizing that we're all part of the same thing though. So we're all part of the same being. We're all part of the creator. We are all part of God. So don't judge people. Once you realize that and love yourself and realize that we're all part of the same thing, that's the second part of it, realizing we're all part of the same thing. You don't, you don't want to keep loving yourself more. You don't even want to. It's not even a thing that happens. You just want to go ahead and give that love to other people. And you also don't really care if it comes back because it does in every single case. Once you put love out there and you're so confident about it, it does come back. It just does. There's nothing you can even do about it. It's like, I don't know. Just go try it. I, I can't even tell you how exactly to do that because everyone's I, path is I, I, that, that was what I was afraid of, how I would come off. I, I I wouldn't say that I haven't been trying. As a matter of fact, I would say that my efforts in that particular arena have gone up drastically because of that understanding. But my my point was was going back because Ghost had asked me what my thoughts were on it was I'm just saying I think that it 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 very quickly can get convoluted because not everybody understands that they don't not everybody understands that they are all a part of the same field some people they they get one sliver of that self-love truth and they run with it but they don't have the rest of the equation and a lot of times that just gets dumped and dumped and dumped without it ever being released and that that was my only point. I I wouldn't say that I haven't tried it. I would say that I've tried it more than I ever have in my life in the past year. And it has come around. It, like it, it goes back to what you said earlier, Jen. As soon as you feel like everything's great, all of a sudden it's like test after test after fucking test. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, those tests are important. It, it builds resilience. It builds strength. It builds character. It builds you the things that you need to be able to survive the next test and the next test because they're never going to stop coming. And I don't mean that in more of a a pessimistic or nihilistic kind of view. It doesn't matter what you do good. You know, it's always going to be bad. But it is that idea that, you know, you have to those blurred lines. It's like leveling up in a video game. They're well, like, oh, well, you need level yeah. 10, so fuck you, level you, 11. You have to give of yourself in all of those areas in order to get back. And it, it I know that this sounds very cliche, but the one thing that I've tried to keep in my mind is, is, and I don't always succeed at this, is the idea that if I'm going to put myself out there and give, it is to expect nothing back. Because the second that you're doing it for the getbacks or you're doing it for the laughs or the applause or the follows or those fucking likes that teenagers want, and it goes back and agrees with what Joe said, like, as soon as you do it for that, that is the quickest way to empty your tank and feel just the most worthless that you've ever felt because you're expecting and wanting it back. That's why you're giving yourself. And it does. I I learned real quick. I don't give a fuck if I get it back. I just, I, I realize. Yeah, till uh, exactly. till the day I die, I'm gonna always be constantly working on being a better person and and loving and, myself, even the mistakes I make. You know what I mean? And be that's that beacon just, of light, like thing. 
yeah be that be that guy that when you show up to work and your boss is in a shitty ass fucking mood and it's you can tell that it's affecting everybody mm -hmm. and you're like oh, i'm not gonna do that today i'm gonna do everything that i can i know i can't get everything done but i'm gonna do everything i can make a dent in it and if i can just maybe pull one person aside today organically not trying to set it up, but just organically something happens and I made their day or I made them not fucking quit today because they were thinking about quitting and I didn't know that any of those little things that end up coming back, you know, you call it karma, the aether or whatever, all of that type of shit. It's like if you can do that and just live like that, that's the person that you should be. That's the and if everybody did that, it would exactly what Jen said. It would all be going around all the time. It'd be one big orgy fuck fest of love. <laughs> it's funny you say that, that because that is the role I play every day. I go into work. It's such try a to, negative. Yeah, yeah I, I I try to do my best. There are days that you know I'm weaker than you know <laughs> sure. I want to be, but you <laughs> yeah. know. I, I, I see other guys, you know, just being oh, just down because the boss is getting on him. And it's, and, and it's like you look at him and like, dude, it is what it is. Don't mm -hmm. don't don't embrace that negative energy and, and take it home. We it, all do that in our it. jobs. Every we do. one of us here is like the class clown at our jobs because yeah. I know all of you and I know that's what we do. I'm the court jester. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> just have fun. Learn to embrace the suck. That is the biggest thing. Yes, I, learned when I, I love was that in the saying. military embrace the suck because oh my God, if you can learn to embrace the suck embrace every suck. everything's going to be great you know what i mean everything's going to work out for the better if if you're embracing the shittiest fucking time around you and trying to make the happiest out of it when, when happy times come around they're going to be fucking golden you know what i mean it's all perspective too yeah. i mean if you really Agreed. look at it it's like does it suck i mean come on it sucks because of past experiences and what you've been right. told and what you see around you but is it really that bad? The suck yeah. is uh, subjective for the sure. The suck is well, subjective. Okay. The biggest reason why people have shitty days is because they set their expectations way too fucking high. Yeah. Like if you walk into work with an open slate, you haven't written any. I don't think you should have low expectations either. You can get that's a whole other ball game. But there's the I balance think again. Yeah. There's yeah. a balance again. Yeah. I think that if you walk in ready to set your expectations and you walk in, it's like, oh, fuck the shop's having a goddamn shitty day this is going to be a great day and then you go but what can i do what's that one thing i'm going to set my expectations within reach but i'm not going to set them too high so that i'm disappointed i'm not going to set them so low so that i don't feel any fulfillment you set your expectations and then when you reach it you go now what's one more that i could add on there that i can try to get and once one more that i can try to add on there and when you're done and all of those expectations are met or pretty damn near even if they aren't what you accomplished the day before but you were able to accomplish those in a shitty environment that you walked into with no expectations that is exactly how you have a great day every time yeah, there's the easiest how I way do to it, walk into work I, the way i do it at least is i walk into work saying i'm gonna come home today not in a body bag and it, it so far it's been great and i've exceeded my expectations every fucking day that is what i was saying don't do that is setting no. your expectations <laughs> here I have to, though. so i think that you can actually set your expectations to be whatever you want and you can manifest anything to happen Absolutely. i think you I don't agree expect with that. i go I into work every day expecting can. the worst so <laughs> whatever whatever sucky situation is going to come at me and i overcome it <laughs> 
it's a great fucking day. You know See? what I mean? Reach their own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, I'm going to go in. I know it's going to be the worst fucking atmosphere or whatever. And if it doesn't happen to be that and and it goes to be a good day, <laughs> you're all, I'm already winning. Minute, <laughs> it's like and great. if it was completely how you thought it would you're like yeah i fucking knew it yep already See, i'm it. somewhere i'm somewhere in the middle of you two guys and jen where i'm like i'm like <laughs> oh shit like i don't walk in expecting it to be a shitty day i don't walk i i don't i walk in expecting to have a good day but what that good day looks like and setting those expectations for what i'm going to accomplish whether it be interpersonally or this that and the other those get set after I'm getting a vibe, because for me, if it, if I'm walking in, it's a great day. I'm going to be like, all right, I'm setting my expectations way up here because it's a good day. The shop's running strong. Let's set those expectations. If I walk in, it's a shit ass day. I'm going, what can I do for myself and others to make this better? So yeah, it's so a lower that's expectation. That's why I always look at every day is going to be a shitty day because then once, once something good comes out of it, it's great. You know what I mean? I know I get to go home at the end of the night. Eat, eat know, a good meal, so, see my wife. So bent on that. That's how humanity is just like that. We're just too afraid to be wrong. We want to yeah. say, I knew it was going to be a shitty day today because I went in and I felt like it. And we're too afraid that if we say, oh, it feels like a shitty day, but I really want to make it a good one, that we won't be able to. And if we fail, we'll feel like failures. So stop being so fucking sad about it. Make a change. And if it doesn't happen, you can say, oh, well. No, I would say my expectations are uh, rather fluid and subjective based on whatever happens. So I go in with no expectations. It's not like I'm going in being like, this yes. day sucks already. Exactly. Or like, this is going to be the best day. I walk in, I'm like, what's going to happen today? And then the one boss shows up instead of the other one. And I'm like, yes. and I'm like, okay, well, we can make that better because I'm going to leave in like low. a half I mean, hour. You can manifest whatever you want. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I'm not saying the way I do things is 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 the right way. That's just a vet coming to you. <laughs> I, I'm not saying vets ever fucking give the perfect advice. We've learned to embrace <laughs> the suck. We went through the suck, and we have a weird outlook on life. You know what I mean? And we 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 see things in a weird fucking way. A lot of times, dark humor. So it is what it I, is. I, dude, I love the military I sense of humor so incredibly much. <laughs> well, dude, before uh, we get out. Uh, thank you for coming on. I know Ben's got to get out of here. I'm going to cut him to the chase because I know him very well. Uh, tell us, tell us, I, I know where I can find you. I actually know your street address, but tell the listeners where they can find you on the internet and not stalk you on Google Maps. Well, you can find me at My Third Eye Podcast, wherever you download your, your podcaster, uh, podcatcher, whatever you want to call it. I'm on Apple everywhere. So give me a five-star rating and review as long as well as, you know, legit bat because Joe, Joe has a legit bat. You know, there's a, there's a reason it was called that. You know, have you seen his Wiener? Uh, yeah. But uh, no, uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, my third eye podcast, telegram, my third eye pod t.me forward slash my third ipod uh youtube my third eye podcast i am on twitter and facebook not heavily though i hate them both equally and yeah. can't stand them um I hate but yeah time. other than that just uh you know show me some love you know come, come listen to the show I, i'm relatively new but i go into things like most things in my life uh you know wanting to conquer it right out the fucking gate and hopefully, and I'm not saying I, I'm the best, but you know, that's my goal. 
and I always know I have a lot to fucking learn. Uh, <laughs> you find that out on any any episode that you try to put together. Something's going to go wrong, and if it does, uh, oh, oh well, you know, we'll fix it. But uh, I can't thank you guys enough for for having me on, especially on my birthday. What a great birthday! And uh, oh, I have to yeah. I have to tell you guys, you know, happy anniversary. Um, you're the spring solstice, so day after my birthday, you guys uh, apparently got married, and and you're on vacation. So en- enjoy your uh, anniversary week. Hopefully, things are filled with uh, happiness and uh, lots of uh, nuki, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and ben it was nice to talk to you again um we talked uh friday on the tavern and um i'm very happy to see how far you've uh come mentally and open-mindedly in in this game because coming into a lot of these topics can be very very overwhelming and it, it can make you question your own sanity sometimes but um, very much I, 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 I love the growth that I've listened to over the over the years of of where you started and where you're at now. And uh, yeah, it, it's always a great time talking with all three of you. You know, Joe, Jen, I talk to you on a on a weekly Joe. I send you my farts. So I, I, I think we love have it. a personal connection. So I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, thank you. Uh, had... ben, for, uh, go, go ahead. Uh, no, I just had this horrible image as soon as you played that fart and he said he sent farts to you of both of your guys' bare asses at each other like this, trying to let out a fart. <laughs> uh, we should try bags, that in the future. Bags draws, if you're listening, please do this. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. we, we could try we, that. Please. Next time I get out to California, you know, I'll just drop trow and put my cheeks up against yours and I'll we'll take see a who, picture. who. I'll text it yeah. to bags. Be like, Dude, we'll see who can, can knock each other over. Back? We'll okay. just drop the trowel and go ass to ass. Yeah, yeah. Arm wrestling ass. in 2023. Yeah. yeah. Look at those blue All knots. Right, thanks for joining. Uh, thanks, everybody, in the chat. Uh, audio listeners, of course, go check out his show. Ben, thank you so much for staying up past your bedtime. We always appreciate that. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, dude. goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 